Welcome back, listeners, to episode three of our Podversation series in which we like to talk about movies. Uh, this week, we're going to uh, dive into a review of Sonic the Hedgehog, and we'll get to that in a minute. But first, we have a special topic that we got into a little bit on the last Podversation, and that is uh, length of movies. So uh, what's the right length of a movie, and um, what are some of our pet peeves when it comes to uh, movie length? Arguably, movie length is uh, one of the most important parts of the movie. Um, I myself, before I see movies, like to like to check the length just to see what I'm getting into. So um, you got to prepare yourself. Yeah, you got to get well, prepared. I find with a lot of the really long movies, they can they can get pretty they can get stale uh, if it's. Well, that's to me, yeah, and that's sort of the crux of the topic, which is yeah. there's there's in my mind there's not an ideal length as long as the content is there to support. I it. disagree. I think two hours. I think if your movie is maybe two ten, if you're if you're above two ten, and you don't have a reason, like movies like Return of the King, that one's above two. Oh two, yeah, yeah. That, those, especially uh, the extended editions yeah. and okay. Um, uh, how about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? That's a movie that came that out one, this past year we both liked. How long was that one? That's over two hours. It's two hours and what, 45 minutes? Okay, that one was a little long. I think that one was fine. Um, I mean, you had a lot of really good actors in it and a pretty good story to tell. So that one I think I think was fine. It is on the longer side, but um, you know, so, some of those types of movies can get away with it. But... Another one, uh, in addition to like Return of the King, Avengers Endgame can get away with it pretty easily, just because that's like more of a culmina- uh, culmination, culmination, final chapter. Yeah. But uh, a lot of these movies, like The Irishman, and um, movies like that, just they're kind of long, just to be long. Well, here's what I'd like to see sometimes in movies, and I think it can go both ways. I think some some movies. Would benefit from being broken up into multiple chapters, even to, even to do like fair. a little mini series event. That's um, fair. Uh, and then sometimes movies aren't even long, and they they would have benefited from a little padding or a little bit of uh, added screen time and, and split up. I watched a movie recently called The Current War. That is, I talked about this last time, and it was very good, but it was very rushed. It covered a great battle between Edison and, and Westinghouse. And uh, had some good performances, but it, its runtime was under two hours, and there was just too much to cover. Uh, it would have felt better if it was fleshed out into a couple uh, of episodes of like a limited series, where they could have given the characters. That whole, room con- I mean, I didn't watch the movie, but that whole concept certainly sounds more like a show than a than yeah, a movie. It was just it was very well acted, and uh, there just wasn't enough oh. time to build up um, some of the side characters. Another example: Ford versus Ferrari. Would have benefited greatly as a um, as a show uh, or a limited series versus the movie. I mean, you had a lot of half baked kind of sequences where you want to care about the uh, you're supposed to care about these characters going and doing all these things, and they kind of just brush over it. Whereas they could have spent an episode doing, you know, building the car for an example, or yeah. Uh, and then an episode or two uh, about the race. Or the episode in Italy at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what, so you you said, here's what I think is interesting, is you said Lord of the Rings, those series, long movies, certainly 
some some of the some of my favorite long movies are the Lord of the Rings series, and I think I like them because they're long. There's a lot mm-hmm. that they can pack pack in. Uh, how does that fit into your? It needs to be two hours. Those kind of get away with it. I mean, they're adapting a book, so mm-hmm. you know books are infinitely longer than any movie. So you kind of have to think like. If you're going to make a movie or like a book into a movie and it's under two hours, something's not right. Or you're taking a different take. So give me an example. There's there's one of your favorite. My favorite book. Yep. Ready Player One had a movie adaptation last, uh, what was it, two years ago? A couple years ago, Spielberg, Um, yeah. And it was awful compared to what the book was. I mean, the book is very, very good. And the movie was just completely different. And I think that had they, and I, I think the movie was probably about two hours or a little mm-hmm. under. Um, I think that had they made it a little bit longer, and you know, gone in a different direction, it would have been far better. Mm-hmm. And so I think like those Lord of the Rings books are pretty long. Yo, they're very long. So you got to think like if they took one, if they like they deserve that length. Yeah. They pad it. They, they they need that to tell the story and to build out the characters and mm-hmm. and to go on the adventure and 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 a lot of it's world building. Too. You have to care about the characters to do anything. Now, interestingly enough, last year and it took a chunk of last year, I read Stephen King's It because we enjoy the movie so much, and that's a that's one where I would argue, and I know there are a lot of people that absolutely love the book, but uh, I think the movie's much much better and and. Stephen King puts a lot in uh, it that um, is just, uh, you know, it's just extra. It doesn't really need to be there. But they didn't take a different approach, did they? Like, was it the same? No, it was materially not that different. I mean, some of the ending and, and some of the they story. They just cut out a different. lot of, like, the padding. They just cut a lot of the, yeah, yeah. they cut a lot of the descriptive. Which, and, and, and again, like, yeah. in a book, you have to describe the setting. You have to describe everything. Whereas you don't have to do in that. A movie, in a movie, you can just, you just happen show. in the background. Yeah, I mean, you can just show things. Anyone paying half attention that's right. will be able it's to pick it up. It's much quicker to realize the world. Um, so you can drop a good amount of the book just from that. So, um, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. So I think what we're saying is movies can be uh, whatever length. I mean, you, you like a two-hour movie. I'd say... I'd say Two two ten is probably the sweet spot. If it exceeds two thirty to three hours, it's like to the point where I probably will look at some other options yeah. of movies. Whereas I, you know, my my attitude is as long as it's telling a good story, uh, it can be really as long as it needs to be. And in fact, there are a couple examples of movies recently that I felt like should have been expanded mm-hmm. out. I'll give you another example: is a movie called Under the Silver Lake. Great movie. Long movie in and of its own right, but uh, honestly could have also been broken up and told in a little uh, miniseries type uh, uh, event where where you uh, give it even more room to breathe across a few hour-long episodes. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch that movie either. I don't... Yeah, no, it's, uh, that was sort of an indie movie, but it was, it was good, and it's just another example of a movie that, that could have benefited from... It had really good world-building and, and told a good story, and had interesting characters could have been... Spread across a, mm-hmm. a wider um, time, time stamp. Well, then again, you have the opposite. 
With yeah. The opposite end of the spectrum, which is, uh, we'll get into it later, but. Yeah, well, we can. Sonic the Hedgehog was, what, an hour and hour a half? Hour and a half, half, right at about an hour and a half. Um, it definitely could have benefited from being a little bit longer. Um, so let's talk. Let, let's go ahead and, and shift gears and, and talk through our review of Sonic the Hedgehog. And we use the same format as we used last time, which is. Uh, what worked, what didn't work, and then we have a new thing we're going to add, which is we're going to read off the MPAA rating. So in this mm-hmm. case, it's PG, and why it was rated PG, and uh, we're going to make sure that uh, the Motion Picture Association of America was accurate in their rating based on um, what we saw in, in the movie. Um, so I think we were both pretty pretty – Upbeat on it. It was good, but but it wasn't anything earth shattering. It made for a really nice family. I'm not super well, um, like I'm not super well acquainted with the whole Sonic franchise. So, um, well, I think the only thing you need to know really about Sonic is he goes fast and he's got a little bit of an edge. You know, and he's he, a and he's a hedgehog. And he's a hedgehog. He was Sega's, it's probably pretty important. That's right. He was Sega's rude mascot uh, in their battle with Nintendo. Still and is Mario. Yeah, and, and still is. And actually, one of the things I really liked was at the beginning, they have uh, an animated sequence of the uh, Sega logo with some of the other Sega um, franchises. It could be interesting if they make those into movies as well. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was a good, I mean, as far as video game movies go, it's, it's probably the best, if not one of the best. I mean, that's not saying much. There's not. I mean, what's better than it, Detective Pikachu? No, I don't think we either one of us really liked Detective Pikachu. I really like Pokemon, but I just I did not like Detective Pikachu. Uh, based on a specific topic, we'll probably get into next week. Um, uh, you know, types of theaters, but um, I I just feel like Sonic. You know, I feel like it just did a really good job with like the character design. And the uh, just the characters overall, I feel like it really. And just... you think it benefited from the redo of Sonic? Personally, I wish it they didn't because I think it would have been hilarious re- to watch it yeah. with the original Sonic. But I know that it is really good of um, Paramount to uh, to show that they are listening to fans. They are willing to uh, to pay some money to uh, redo it, and it definitely ended up. Definitely ended up uh, helping them in the long run. I mean, they made almost a hundred million dollars in their three day weekend. Yeah, it's doing. It's really doing well at the box office, and um, <clears throat> I think it'll it'll lead to more video game movies. And and I think we could be at the dawn of some really good video game movies. I mean, Sonic sequels and stuff would be great. Yeah. I'd love to see more of those. Um, I'd love to see like you know, going from there. There. Doing a animated Mario movie and stuff that, yeah, very interesting and uh, just all that's the illumination. That's the illumination. That's yeah. the folks behind Minions um, and and they could do a really good job with Mario. I actually heard a rumor that Adam Sandler was going to play Bowser. That'd be good. That'd and be um, Nicolas Cage was going to play Mario. I'm not sure about Nicolas Cage. as, yeah. as Mario. I don't but know, but I, like I do think uh, Adam Sandler as Bowser could be interesting, and and that is another thing this movie. Mm-hmm. Sonic had going for it, which was Ben Schwartz. Jim, well, I was going to say Jim, oh, Jim Carrey, Carrey as yeah. the villain. I don't this. like Jim Carrey. 
You, but he was good in this. He was pretty good. I don't know the character all that much. I don't so either. And me, I don't think there's... I mean, he's pretty one note. Yeah, he's, yeah. It's just... He's just Rich evil. characters. He's an evil scientist. I and think so the, I think they kind of created a backstory for him. And they did a pretty good job. Like, Jim Carrey... I feel like his slapstick nature worked in this movie. And it wasn't over, over the top. No, it was... It, it was getting there, but they, he kind of... He reined it himself. in. He reined it yeah, in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, but the big part of it that really made the movie, in my opinion, was uh, good old John Ralphio Saperstein, Ben Schwartz as Sonic. Yeah. And, who, and, like, he really did a good job. He did a great job. You could tell he really liked it. I mean, if you watch yeah. some interviews with him, you could tell he really likes uh, Sonic. Like, I saw a interview of him. He, like, tried to convince the studio to let him do the... Sega, like you know the oh, Sega yeah, yeah, intro, yeah. but like Sega. only his yeah. voice. Yeah. So it was like oh, like a melody of him. Oh, that would but be they good. vetoed it. Well, he he was good in uh, Parks and Rec, and and, really good uh, and so to see him voice Sonic, I thought he did a really good job. I've not seen him in a um, lot of other stuff though. No, no. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I thought that he was good. So the acting in general was was, it was, okay. it was, was pretty good. good. Aside from those two, James Marston was it's fine. Was fine. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of fine. Main, in he's the sheriff main character that 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 helps Sonic. Pretty and, pretty uh, one note again. Yeah, just um, yeah. There wasn't a ton of actors in it, really. No, no. But the action I thought also was good. It was and good for CGI action. For CGI action from Paramount. I mean, nothing new there. So if you think back to. Other high speed effects in movies, it, it really haven't done I mean, much since. There's a couple scenes where they pretty much just take the Quicksilver scene. That's what from, I was going to say. Uh, X Men, yeah, where Days of Future yeah, Past. Days of Future Past or uh, Apocalypse, where he's moving really quick with Quicksilver, and everything and, else um, slows down. And, and they pretty much just there's just a couple times where Sonic does that, and um, they did it pretty well. I mean, yeah. So what? What didn't work? So we like the acting, we like the action. What? Um, what didn't work? It's for definitely you? a kids movie, mm-hmm. and I I get that. I knew that going in. There's a lot of uh, jokes, and uh, I mean, Sonic flosses a couple times. Some Olive Garden references, some, but that was I thought that was pretty funny actually. Like a lot of the jokes were kind of more, definitely more kid focused. Um, what else? Did I- there wasn't a ton to the movie. No, it's it's again, it's a it's an origin story. It's a it's a first pass. Uh, Just so kind of those, those the movies waters, tend yeah. to be. I mean, even think about something like Iron Man. Yeah, there's not definitely. a ton to the, the the thing that kicked the MCU off, Iron Man. Right, and so uh, it's not too surprising. There's not a, a massively deep story yeah. here, um, but it was good. Uh, the um, the setup was good. Mm-hmm. I thought it could have agreed. The humor could have been a little bit better. Um, but overall, you know, to me, it, there was nothing majorly wrong with it. Um, but it was it, it it didn't excel in the way that some some family movies, like with some of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. can be family movie movies like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs or uh, movies along those lines. And and so this just kind of fell a little bit below below the uh, watermark there. The thing is, though, like, it's a kid's movie until it's not. You know, it's like, it's a kid's movie, there's kid's jokes, and then they're in a bar. Yeah, they were in a they bar. They were in a bar, like a full-on bar. With a bar fight. With, like, alcohol and bar fight and everything. Yes. It's, 
I don't know. It did kind of that did sort of come in from from left field. It uh, was weird. It like just yeah. kind of happened. Sonic yeah. was like, I want to go to the bar. Yeah. Uh, it also like all of a sudden Sonic was really depressed. He was like happy, and then he just got really depressed. Well, he was an alien living in an alien world. I know. It was kind of weird, though. <laughs> well, let's look at... Okay, so uh, MPAA, Motion Picture Association of America, rates movies. And here's what they had to say about Sonic. Sonic's rated PG for action, some violence, rude humor, and brief, mild language. So did this live up to that rating? I'd say yeah. There was action. and Probably. Was there some violence? Um, that bar fight. Yeah, I'd say there's violence. So MPAA not telling us about the bar fight. Uh, rude humor. It's Sonic. There's got to be rude humor. But not like that much. And then brief, mild language. I don't think so. I don't think that happened. It was it was not mild language? Maybe it was too brief. It was too brief. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's just something we'll do. It's just I get a kick out of... Uh, the descriptions that they give for the movie ratings, and, and uh, we'll pull those up uh, from time to time in these reviews. So, again, that's uh, another movie similar to Birds of Well, very different from Birds Incredibly of Incredibly different. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I think our reaction is similar. Uh, it's literally you know, the opposite. It, they're not similar movies at all. I'm Don't close. go see Sonic and say, oh, I liked that. Time to go see Birds of Prey. Yeah, they're not. What? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I think our reaction to the movies, very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of didn't love them either one, but they weren't they half, half bad. bad. Yeah, better better than I expected. Um, and so that's uh, that's our take on Sonic. That's Sonic. We didn't see a movie. This is the first Saturday in a while we haven't gone to see a movie. Call of the Wild is out. That didn't really call us into the theater. Didn't uh, call us into the wild. No, and, and now at least we don't have to see the trailer. Before, ever again. Ever again. <laughs> it was before just about every movie we saw the last few months. Um, and, uh, there's a movie out called The Lodge that I want to see. It's, uh, uh, a, uh, one of these, um, stylistic horror movies that's sort of a genre that's popped up with, uh, things like Midsommar and Hereditary and The the Witch, uh, Lighthouse seems to be in, uh, same vein as those sort of atmospheric, uh, indie horror type movies. So, uh, hopefully get the chance to see that in the next week. Uh, before we we talk to you again. Uh, so next time, uh, I think we're going to get into what could be a very divisive topic, and that is on the type of theater environment in which we see movies. So we're fortunate to have a very nice AMC theater near our house. Uh, that theater has an IMAX. It has a Dolby digital uh, setup, and it has dine-in. And we're going to debate... Oh my god, I hate dining so much. <laughs> we're going to debate the uh, merits uh, or lack thereof of some of those formats and talk a little bit about how we like to see movies, how we like to view movies. And then we're also going to jump into a preview of what's coming. So uh, we're out of... By that point, we'll be pretty darn close to out of February. Uh, January will be in the distant mirror and movie releases are starting to, to hit up. And uh, increase and, and movies are starting to look a little bit better uh, for March. There's some good movies coming in March. Mm-hmm. Onward, uh, long well, way back. Okay. There's some movies Maybe. coming. Bloodshot. Uh, Bloodshot. I don't know if any um, of those are going to be good. But, but there's see. some movies uh, that at least look interesting. And then, then you get into April and then you get into May and the summer movies. So uh, the, the, the dumping grounds of January, February are almost behind us. 
Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, have a great week, and we'll see you in uh, in about seven days. Yep, sounds good.